from in the world this is the overcast gamer show my name is abe foster and i'm joined as per usual by regan harper howdy and balthazar valentine yeah both both my usual cohorts and uh unfortunately we're having a, a wee bit of bandwidth crisis on my end so that's why uh, you're not able to see me in animated form this time around mm. <laughs> i would but <clears throat> i would argue that it's always a bandwidth crisis bandwidth crisis where you are, it seems. It's, um, that's which true. Is, that's you know, true. Which is okay, but it just, you know, just is yeah, what it is, I, w- I guess. I wouldn't dispute that. I definitely mm. wouldn't dispute that. <laughs> uh, so, Regan, you have been overseas in Japan, and you've been back for, what, a couple of weeks now? Uh, yeah, I want to say a couple of weeks. Um, I got back on the 18th, so, um, yeah, so it was a couple of weeks. So, well, a little bit over a couple of weeks over there, and... Um, it was it was a good time. It was a good time. We yeah. you know we talked about um, about living homeless and things before I went on the last podcast, but that didn't happen thankfully. Um, well, actually, to be <laughs> honest, so my impression of Japan is that it was it's just an ultra safe place, and that's kind of one of the interesting cool parts about it is that like you can rock around there and in the middle of Tokyo at like two in the morning and feel feel totally safe. So I probably could have slummed it for a night or two if I'd if i wanted to but i didn't but i didn't um but yeah you didn't get any use out of that sleeping bag that you had no i didn't it stayed in the bottom of my bag but i but i knew i had it so if i had needed to i could have so (laughs) nice nice yeah so balthazar does that sort of match up with your impressions of japan as well when you went over there yeah definitely um it's it's yeah it's quite a difference going over there from being almost anywhere else in the world with regards to as regan said that feeling of just like it feels like everywhere is safe mm. um anywhere else you are like i think it's also just the fact that everywhere is so well artificially lit as well that there's never <laughs> yeah. there are no dark corners mm. or anything over there it's yeah. all well, like that been, i think that would have been my challenge if i decided to go homeless for a night would have been trying to find somewhere suitably dark to, mm. to to hole up like yeah you're totally right it's like there's leds on every surface it's um yeah <laughs> so you, you, there's no dodgy dodgy basketball courts that you have to you have to walk over to get to town or anything like i just remember when i when i lived in wellington there was a few times where i had to walk walk through a uni campus or over a basketball court or something and it was extremely poorly lit and yep. i swear there was people hiding you know at, at every bend sort of thing Mm, maybe that's part of it right maybe that's what sort of gives it that safe feel it's like genuinely everywhere is just lit or at least mm, in, yeah. in the major cities that we're in um or that i was in anyway but and it's not just that like it's um like it's hard to describe like what's so cool about japan but i think it's just a cumulative effect of all of the the, the things that they have like excellent street lighting um <laughs> excellent trains the trains are just like <laughs> just incredible like i don't know how humans are able to achieve such a feat um and also i think it just comes from the fact that like the japanese are just like really nice people and really good at their jobs like yeah go in to get food it's not an ordeal because 
they know exactly what they need to do so they like welcome you in they pull out the chair for you and it's just like oh okay that's where i'm sitting excellent you sit down there they give you your menu um and it's just like there's a system to everything and and it just works like um yeah it's phenomenal it's a cool cool place that's cool, man. I, I, I remember hearing something about Japan um, in terms of the food where, I'm not sure if this is true or not, but someone told me that you can't, or, or it's impolite to alter a an item on a menu. So say you ordered a hamburger right. and yeah. you didn't like tomato, you wanted to have the tomato removed. I've, I've heard that that's really rude to ask them to alter um, any sort of food item. Did you encounter mm. that at all? I did not ask for any food alterations. It's generally not something okay. I do anyway. Yeah. Um, so I'm not sure. But I do know that, uh, well, I, well, I was told that it's rude to eat on the street. So if you like, oh. if you pop into a convenience store and you pick up, you know, sushi roll and a, and a coffee or something. Yeah. You shouldn't eat it on the street. Like it's kind of just, or it's seen as kind of low brow, if you will. Um, right. So, yeah. Um, drinking too like you have to like moving it's it's seen as yeah rude to like drink like you can carry a drink around and you can drink on the street but you're supposed to stand still and step to the side and have a drink and then (laughs) continue like you're not supposed to drink while you're walking yeah and then uh (laughs) then the other one is uh on the subway you can't oh you you shouldn't take a phone call if someone calls you and you're on the on a train right you shouldn't have a phone call and that one i am well on board with the last yep, couple of I days am too. on the train here um like for whatever reason it, it, it dude the other morning was on his phone having a big old conversation um and i commented to case i was like this 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 wouldn't fly in japan this shit wouldn't <laughs> you know this guy would be so this, is, this isn't him. like it is over in japan yeah and, and then that afternoon it happened again like it, it's not often that it happens on the trains here in new zealand but it happened again i was like what is going on here <laughs> like all i want is a is a like a quiet 20 minute ride you know into the city or back out again without having to hear about this guy's you know life issues so <laughs> well we don't yeah. have the um the quiet carriages in new zealand uh, that's right eh? i've never been on a train in new zealand with that has um quiet carriages or anything like that like that's quite common in the uk as well as they have um i suppose because they have longer trains they have you know big 10 to 12 hour train train journeys right. um yeah and they're overnighters and things like that so they have quiet carriages where if you if you say a word, you'll have the whole carriage, you know, staring you down, tutting, all, all the all the good <laughs> passive aggressive um, UK stuff. Yeah, excellent. <laughs> um, yeah, they don't have those. It's just I think it's just agreed upon that like everyone's going to be good about things, and I think that's how Japan is the place that it is. Is you know, there's all these little social etiquette things that kind of cumulatively mean that people can get along and, and exist in a society that is that dense. Like, yeah, that's kind of necessary for them to have that sort of stuff. But um, like aside from all of that sort of stuff, actually, I, I should tell you guys my highlight of my trip to Japan. Well, not the highlight of like the random shit that I did, the wedding and all that sort of stuff was amazing as well. But when I was in Tokyo, I went to Akihabara, which is like the the electric town the the sort of like video games and anime district yeah i went there twice one when i first got there and one when i got back but the highlight and if you ever go to japan any gamer needs to go to this place in akihabara which is central uh, central tokyo 
there's a store called Super Potato, which is a fantastic <laughs> fucking name. Um, it is. But, but it's kind of quite well known in the area. And essentially, it's like a retro gaming... Um, it's a retro gaming mecca. Like, so it's like three stories. And the first story is um, like six, the sort of the 16-bit era. Um, so you've got your Super Nintendos and your or 8-bit or whatever they were. Um, the, the old school consoles, so Super Nintendos, Mega Drives, um, you know, that, that sort of era. You can yeah. walk in and you can just buy those consoles. Like they just have stacks of them on shelves, just refurbished and, and essentially brand new, just wrapped in plastic kind of thing. You could walk in and buy any old school console you like. Then they have like hundreds of games for them, like just stacks and stacks of, of, you know, of games for all the different consoles they have on sale, which for me was just like, how does this still exist? Like, where are they getting these consoles from? Yeah. Um, It was incredible. So that's the first floor. And then the second floor is uh, like the next era. So from Nintendo 64 through to kind of PlayStation 1's, um, uh, and then kind of there were oh, some PS2s and, and some 360s and things in there as well. So it was kind of that oh, next okay. era. So, you so the next 10 of, years, I suppose. Yeah, you could get any of those consoles. And then all the quirky, weird shit that came out as well that wasn't in like one of the main kind of console sort of generations, like all the weird stuff that also comes out. Um, plus a shitload of games for all of those consoles as well. Like a, a lot of them in Japanese, obviously. But um was incredible and then the third story was essentially like an arcade so um like they had a bunch of arcade machines set up and some just consoles from all the different generations and things it was amazing like this place was just packed to the rafters with like all the retro gaming goodness you you could want if you i reckon if you went in there with like three to five hundred dollars you could come out with like the most amazing retro collection you've ever seen. But yeah, so not sweet, I was going to say sweet potato, super <laughs> potato, <laughs> go to, go to super potato. It's on one of like the back streets, um, of, of Akihabara, but, um, yeah, definitely, definitely go there. If you do make a trip to Japan, it's, it's totally worth it. Um, so, so was, what's yeah, the price my game for a, highlight, I think. Yeah. What, what's the price just, just, um, out of interest, Regan, you said three to $500 for is that so for nice. about four four consoles or something like that? Or okay, Seven. sounds like you're after price. You you're breaking up a little bit, but so um, the consoles. So for example, the one I can remember console wise was uh, a Mega Drive because I considered getting one, and that was about I want to say nine and a half thousand yen, um, which is maybe just off the top of my head. Um, around a hundred bucks something like that okay so that's yep. for like a you know a refurbished what essentially is a brand new console and then the games were maybe maybe three thousand yen so you know 40 to 50 dollars perhaps okay um, yeah, yeah yeah so you know it was pretty reasonable pretty reasonably priced um well i thought anyway like it's probably the kind of place where like if you were a local you would probably you know, you go in there and be like, oh, wow, these, these are overpriced. But yeah, like, you know, when you're on holiday and everything just is like, yeah, I could buy that. I could buy that. Um, yeah, it yeah. felt pretty reasonable, really. So, um, yeah, yeah, it was it was, it was pretty special stuff. To get, to, a, to get a some, non... Um, some... To get a non-yellowed, um, you know, Super Famicom or Super NES would be amazing. 
a non yeah. you know you know they go horribly yellow when they get old yeah they do yeah yeah all of these were like totally refurbished so like essentially brand new condition um although you can i have seen online there are things you can do if you've got yellowed consoles like that you can take them to bits and like chlorinate them kind of thing with like peroxide yeah and, and peroxide yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I've, I've seen that as well i just haven't i don't know i haven't been bothered yeah. <laughs> i suppose I think the you need like, yeah i think you need like uv lights and shit as well which you know ain't nobody got time for that but yeah, um yeah yeah japan was a trip japan was a good time um and yeah i definitely recommend anyone going if you're interested in, into video games or anime culture or anything like that it was it was it was sick yeah awesome man yeah we um we definitely have to plan a, a sort of overcast gamer tokyo game show trip at some point i think just to to get right in the thick of the madness tokyo game show would be amazing definitely <laughs> let's do it next year awesome man awesome right so we better move on into Thank what you. we've been playing because this is probably going to take a while i imagine because there's one big you know one giant game that's been released over the past what two weeks i think it's been out maybe a week and a half and uh regan's just for the occasion and I think we all know what the game is. So Regan, you've 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 sank in you've sank in the most time out of all you know out of out of us uh, Balthazar. I don't think you've played it. Um, uh, you know, correct me if if I'm wrong, but um, I've put in about five hours so far, I think, and I'm barely scraping the surface of this thing. So you're gonna have to lead this conversation, man. Uh, where do you start? It's it, um. So yeah, I would agree. Like if you've done four hours or so on that game, you you are still in the tutorial area. You know, like it's um, like I think I probably put maybe ten hours in or more, probably more, yeah, probably more like fifteen, twenty. Um, and I feel like I'm like I'm still being introduced to new mechanics and things like that. It's kind of the game has that sort of uh, you know breadth to it, which is nuts. Um, and. I almost want to break this conversation down into into little mini areas so that we don't get sort of bogged down in the mire of, of, of what it is. Um, I guess the first place to start, the most obvious place to start is just how it looks. Um, is just the, the kind of technical marvel that it is. Yeah. Um, so I'm playing on like a just a 1080p monitor. It's not the best monitor, but man, the game is probably the nicest game I've ever seen run on a PlayStation. Like it's... You know, when uh, Horizon Zero Dawn came out, I thought to myself, like, this is a sexy looking game, but this game is just heads and shoulders above that in terms of kind of the way that they've done lighting. I think lighting is really the main thing here um, yep. that, that yep. really sets it apart. Um, kind of the, the, especially in that snowy area that you start in, like the way that they, everything gets washed out and white and, and it's just so well done. Um what are your because you're playing on the ps4 pro a eh? what are your impressions yep. of of how it's performed so far it's it's performed really well um i'm playing with noise cancelling headphones so if my playstation is sounding like a jet engine i'm not hearing it nice uh, yep. um, yeah yeah so uh, as you mentioned the snowy area so there's a lot of lantern light a lot of sort of soft lantern light in that in yep. that first area and that looks amazing, absolutely mm. amazing. The, the the ambience that that sets up is um, is fantastic in that initial area, sort of that hateful eight style 
intro, introductory yeah, um, sequence is, and and you know it reminded me of GTA Five as well. You know the um, Northampton uh, starting to that game uh, set in the snow. Rockstar seems to have it for some reason just setting the introduction of their games in the snow at the yeah. moment. But um, <laughs> it's. Yeah. It, it's yeah, it's an interesting one. Yeah, so we'll, we'll stick on the visuals. I'm I'm sort of I'm trying to jump the gun here because I just have so many thoughts whizzing around my brain. But so I've I finished the the snowy area and I'm I'm in the I guess what is the the main world now, mm. and it's constantly surprising me every time. You know, in The Witcher Three, when you climb a hill and you get to the top of the hill and everything would just sort of lay out in front of you. You'd have the sun on the horizon, like rolling hills, and you'd see a hanged person swaying in the breeze. All all these little things just to create this amazing ambience. And Red Dead has has done exactly the same thing, just in a much higher fidelity. I think. Yeah, um, I think um, it's things like the the engine is working so well that those moments where they were excellent in the witcher they could sometimes be ruined by things like pop in and and you'd just like you'd notice little things that kind of gave away that it was a video game but this one is just so fluid like you can jump you can go up on top of a mountain and look out and it seems like the draw distance is like just i wouldn't have imagined possible on a playstation um and nothing's popping in everything just the way things like blur out into the distance and all that sort of stuff is just just incredible like i'm sure you if if we were more technical people we could you know talk about all the fanciness and use the right words and things but (laughs) it it's um as as kind of the basis is the starting point for what is essentially a game built on kind of immersion like Mm -hmm. the visuals are just like they just nail it you know like you've you've it's got to be that good. Well, it has to be as good looking as you can get it to be when you're, when your kind of core mechanic is just getting lost in this world. And I yep. think that's, oh, it's spot on. It's so good. So good. Agreed. Agreed, man. I, I think the, my, my sort of, um, uh, my moment of awe so far is when I just sat down at the campfire just, just recently, actually, in sort of the last 10 minutes I was playing it, sat down at the campfire and it was nighttime and just had a had a, a plate of stew with um John and, and a few other people and just the 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 sort of uh, the heat um distortion coming off the fire melding oh, with yeah. the night sky and that sort of soft ambience of the of the fire and the the warm hues coming off the fire man i was i was there i was fully there during yeah. that moment and that's and that's exactly what they're after right like that's i so, think so yeah mm, so Moving on from the visuals a little bit, uh, we're talking about immersion and one of the things that have come up or, or one of the sort of, I want to say backlashy kind of things that's happened on the internet is people are you know, people are saying it's a very slow game and it is slow paced. Yep. How have you found the pacing and, and that side of it? I guess early on it's hard to tell, but how have you felt? Uh, what's been your kind of read on that so far? Um, I haven't minded the pace. I've never minded slow games, and this is a mm. western, and westerns are notoriously slow. So I, I kind of knew what I was getting into, really. Mm. Um, I'm, I'm enjoying. There's not often that you get video games that just take their time and don't really give a toss what you think about that. You know, they're, they're <laughs> yeah. not, they're not constantly bombarding you with action set pieces or, or, or trying to maintain your attention. Red is just kind of like this is me take me or leave me Mm. and you know 
get fucked if if, <laughs> yeah, if if you don't like it sort of thing it's um yeah it's quite i don't know it's 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 quite refreshing in that way it's just it's not vying for your attention it's just like eh, hang out if you want <laughs> i don't mm. care <laughs> yeah that's a it's very it's very confident right it's like saying yeah. this is this is the stylistic choice that we've made and i think yep. this like I'm going to keep using this wanky word immersion, but like for me, it, it all kind of does come back to that idea that like, it's all about having the player just kind of get soaked into this world. And I think if you did something disingenuous, like trying to make it, um, you know, trying to make it more fast paced or, you know, trying to make it more like GTA or whatever, it would ruin that. And I think like, you've got to, you know, you've, you've, you have to understand that this game wouldn't be the same game without that kind of pacing to it. I think it would be my argument if, if you know, someone stopped me in the street and accosted me about the pace of Red Dead Redemption 2. Yeah, um, man. I, I And I, I feel they're... I'll get even more wankier than you, Regan, and I'll say I feel they're <laughs> trying to... Um, they're, they're trying to emulate life in a wee way. They're trying to emulate all the really tedious stuff that comes along with life as much as the great stuff. Mm. Um, and they're not, they're not totally. shying away from that sort of thing. Mm. I think, you know, because to be fair, like if you lived back in, in, in this kind of time, this era, it probably would have been shit, you know, like <laughs> it wouldn't have been fun. So I think it's kind of just, they, they just, they're recognizing that and saying like, Oh, you know, they're, there would have just been this dull side to life and that's that's cool like yeah you know yeah, it is what it is um it's it seems to be more I about the relationships is, and hanging out with people than anything at the moment yeah i think at that early stage it's about kind of just i guess getting to know everyone in the gang and that side of yeah. the thing so which is yeah which is cool um what I'm really liking about the game and i commented on this briefly on the stream the other day was um how they their quest design is really nice it, it doesn't so i've come across instances like the witcher where like you have side quests that kind of seem to meld into the main story that kind of thing but what they do do really well is they have these seemingly kind of just mundane things that you're going to go do so slight spoilers there's a point at which you go fishing um Ooh. and you think you think to yourself like how is this quest going to have something different about it like what's going to be interesting about this and then there is like every even on those kind of ones where you're like you know this is just going to be fishing there's always a twist like there's always something interesting about every kind of scripted excursion that you go out and do um and i think that's really impressive as well like the the writing is 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 of a caliber that it, it just always seems to be fun and engaging um, yeah, it, it seems to be um, what you've described, Regan, really resonates with me in that uh, so far all those, all missions haven't really been building plot or exposition as so much as building character, and I really mm. appreciate that. I think it's, it's just you getting to know Arthur Morgan more, getting to know his personality, getting to know the other people in your camp and their personality, or anyone anyone you're helping, it's just... It's just hanging out with people. That's what this game is to me so far, and I'm really enjoying it. Mm, mm. Yeah, the, I think that's kind of it in the, those early stages, and then you start to kind of get glimpses of, of what's happened 
and what is right. happening and, and, and right. understanding kind of, yeah, as you get to know the characters, you understand that there's kind of like a bit of a push and pull happening a bit under the surface, I suppose. But, yep. um, but anyway, we won't, we won't go too far down that track cause it'll start, um, getting spoilery. Um, the, yeah. And I, I suppose thinking about all of that, like for me, like the immersion factor of this game is, is higher than, than any game I've played, but then that's cause I'm totally bought into it. You know, like I'm, yeah. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, fuck yeah. I'm getting into this game and it's going to be great. Um, yeah, it's just phenomenal. Highlights so far, Abe. Like aside from the camp, the camp, sitting around the campfire. Um, oh, hi- other... highlights so far. I mean, there's one mission where you get pissed, and I won't say any more than that. But that's definitely <laughs> one of my highlights. That that was that that reminded me of The Witcher. That reminded me of the quest where you're you're sitting around getting drunk, um, uh, back at Kia Morin, uh with mm. the boys. Yeah, yep. it reminded me tons of that quest, and I. Ha- just the way there's a montage during that during that um, mission, and that montage mm. had me laughing out loud. It's absolutely fantastic. It's, <laughs> yeah, that's so that's definitely a highlight, and just sort of it, it captures um, it captures being really drunk <laughs> just really well. Just mm. these sort of flashes of things that happen, and then you like, how did I get in this situation? Sort of things <laughs> like really great. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Uh, I suppose just the fluidity of um, uh, yeah, every, everything melding into into each other. It's funny that this game doesn't really give you a set path, and I suppose that can be a little bit intimidating, being that we don't we haven't really had a game like that before, um, mm. or at least in the way that Red Dead does it. In that, it doesn't place any importance or emphasis on anything over anything else. Yeah, yeah. Actually, that's a good point, it, and I think that kind of led me astray a little bit at one point. So, like early on, I ended up like being getting a bounty, like a significant bounty, like a hundred and something, hundred and fifty bucks or something, in yeah. the two towns that you start nearby. So Valentine yep. and Strawberry. Right. So, and it was a pain in the ass because those two towns, um, they they were where all the quests were. Like if I was getting a quest, I was going to one of those two towns and it, I was sort of led astray in the sense that I had just been given this tutorial about like hunting, hunting animals and, you know, and you can take those animal skins and you can trade them in for, for money. And and it sounded like, Oh yeah, you know, you get quite a bit of money for, for skins. And I was like, shit, I need to pay off my bounties before I can really proceed. So I spent a good, like, four or five hours just hunting animals and, and, and for skins only to go and sort of trade them in and have them be sort of like actually not worth that much. So I was sort of like, because the path is kind of a little bit blurry, I guess. Yeah. Um, and I'd received this message. I was like, Oh, actually that's probably a good way to make money. But in the long term in the game, it's probably not. Um, it's more about the crafting side of things, but it's just, yeah, I think it's just the, the that kind of, like it's a good thing, the, this kind of slight blurring of the lines as to sort of your path forward, but um, yeah, yeah, <laughs> it ended up like me spending a lot of time trying to, you know, make Get peace your bount- with the law, <laughs> wish all your bounties down. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was um, <laughs> it was rough. I was I was in deep, in deep. Yeah. Yeah. All all the um, I'll, I'll ask you about the sort of. 
because this game there's a lot of interactions there's a lot of things you can do there's a lot of buttons there's a lot of interactions there's almost too many things for a for a playstation 4 controller <laughs> like there's so many things you can do i've found myself trying to remember how to activate certain yeah. functions and things like that and um it seems like rockstar's gone a little bit overboard and in, in, in terms of um you know you can access your horse rucksack you can access your satchel you mm. can access your own weapon wheel you can access your tonic menu you can access your pelts menu yeah. it's just like holy shit man like i, I, I can't remember all the stuff <laughs> like, yeah it is a bit a bit of death by menu <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I think you do get used to it but yeah i found the same thing early on so there's like yeah there's kind of there's the weapon wheel there's your horse's weapon wheel there's your satchel there's your journal there's like a, a kind of mini journal that just shows you all the quests that you have available yeah there's hud options um yeah there's yeah like the item menu um it's it is extreme like there's a well i don't know i think i think what it is 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 you'd probably even in a normal you know in other games you'd get a similar amount of ui but yep. i think usually they build it all into one menu so you right. go okay cool i want to go i want to go into the menu like you think about something like skyrim like you go into the menu and everything is there yeah i think what is a little bit challenging early on is the fact that they've taken everything and they've split it all out to make it I guess as immediately accessible as as they can, right? But it does make it a little bit harder to learn where all those menus are and what you know what the buttons are. I think maybe yep. that's what they've tried to do. They've tried to take all those menus and put them at your fingertips, but it makes the learning, you know, picking up that where everything is a little bit harder. Um, it yeah. does get easier. I, I've definitely found it's gotten easier. Yeah. Okay, that's that's good. Yeah, because as far as I can tell, at the moment, I sort of need those prompts to come up again and as far as i can tell it's a one and done situation with those prompts they're like well you should know that we told you once for three seconds <laughs> i was like oh nope that information's gone from my brain <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah and you were being shot at at the time and yeah yeah you just didn't read that you know that particular little like block of text in the very top left like yeah yeah yep. i feel you I, I definitely feel yeah but it, you know it's yeah, it's not holding your hand, I suppose. Um, yeah, and I'm all I'm all for that. Could be improved a bit for sure. Yeah, yeah. Sounds yeah. like um, sounds like console gamer problems where you're not used to playing <laughs> games where every single key on the keyboard is a shortcut to open a different menu, and you need to memorize them all. Yeah, this mm. is true. Yeah, this we're just true, lazy, yeah. basically. <laughs> yeah. Just lazy fucking yeah. console gamers, <laughs> dirty console gamers. Yeah. It's 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 hilarious. Although, to having... be fair, if I could buy Red Dead Redemption on PC, I would, and I probably will yeah. when they release it on PC. I'll buy the shit out of that thing on PC just to play <laughs> it at like, you know, the best best quality possible. It's it's funny because um, I was talking to someone about that last night, and uh, she mentioned a good point. Actually, she she mentioned that you know they they might they d there was issues with GTA Five modders. Um, and cheaters and things like that on PC. So I don't think Rockstar ha has a has sees PC players in the most favourable of light at this point. So I mean, it'd be remiss for them not to bring it out on PC. 
but I they're think already they're gonna... working on it on PC. It's already been a hundred percent confirmed that the PC version is well underway. Oh, has oh, yeah. it by Rockstar? Excellent. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, All right. Yeah, it's it's underway. the The only issue they'd have would just be yeah, like you said, since GTA Five was rampant with hackers. Is just potentially not bringing the online element to PC or something, but the right. single player element, because um, they haven't talked about that at all. Um, but they've confirmed that the single player is is yeah well on its way towards PC, but still not to expect it before like at least Q3 next year, kind of. Oh, okay, mm. yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, that's that's good. That's good. They're making it available at least to to you know PC players, and they can turn down the heat on that community. Because I remember when Red Dead One came out. Every every year since 2010, <laughs> seen at least a few comments. Where, where's the PC version? Where's the PC version? It's just mm. man, yeah, for the, sure. The sort of appeal of this game is quite amazing. Like it is pretty incredible how how just every, everyone who's into games is just like yeah, Red Dead. Yeah, it's, it's happening. It's it's become it's like the. Uh, Rockstar dropping a new title has kind of become like a it's a cultural like a milestone in, yeah it is it's like a point in history like mark it on your calendar this is when something big happened yeah um, which is ridiculous but you know just the <laughs> I, I think it's just the amount of money that that they make is is just incredible as well not as I claimed on the stream at two billion dollars yeah. in the first few days. <laughs> two, two billion in two days. I was like, yeah. I don't think that's right. <laughs> but it was, uh, it was a lot of money. It was like seven hundred and fifty million or something. Yeah, seven seven twenty five. I think in in the first couple of days, your first weekend, seven hundred twenty five mm. million dollars, which is not to be sniffed at. But yeah, um, which is. Uh, not I bad. Mean, not bad. Uh, I wonder if um, I would be interested to know how much they spend on making them. Like, oh yeah, how much does it cost to make a Red Dead Redemption Two? Like, it must be in the hundreds of millions. Um, oh, easily, man. Being that it's gone on for eight years and they have to employ, you know, all all the devs, all the motion capture people, the sound designers, everything for they've had to employ all those people for eight or you know. A majority of those people for eight years. I can't even fathom how much this game cost to make. But I mean, th- there's a few more things. Like, yeah, I think we, maybe we could, it's... We, we could probably talk about this game for hours and hours and hours. We obviously have to cut it off at some point. But there's a few more things I want to go over before, you know, before we move on. And that's the, um, I, I, you know, I want to get back to the sort of tedium elements. Because there's sort of a cognitive dissonance going on in my brain in that mm. I really love that sort of stuff because it, it is immersion building and it gives everything weight and it gives everything, uh, you know, a feeling of um, verisimilitude or, or, you know, realism, whatever you want to call it. But it also, you know, sometimes you're sitting there and you're looting a table and you pick up every individual can of beans and you just wonder, do I really, do I have to do this? <laughs> yep, and it's not. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, big time. And it's not like you know. In some games, they they do the same thing, but there's no animation where you have to, he the character has to move into place and he picks it up. You just go tap tap tap, and it, and it just all the items just go into your inventory. This is a case where like. <laughs> 
you know you actually feel like arthur has to physically move to that spot pick up the can of beans put yeah. it in a satchel sort of thing like it's it's a slow process for sure and it is a little bit frustrating where when you like not standing in the exact right spot to to have the 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 prompt come up yeah and you've got to like walk you end up doing that thing that you do in these kind of games where you get up and you walk around in a circle and you come back around <laughs> and you face that spot again and yep. you go okay cool now i can pick it up and then he goes oh okay and he slowly leans forward and he picks it up puts it in a satchel like yeah i i, I think that there could have been some concessions made in some places to make it just a little bit more you know a little bit easier on people you know th there's got to be that point at which you have to say actually this is not necessarily adding to the immersion side of it like um Balthazar, was it you the other day you were mentioning how like you have to slow down to a certain speed on your horse to change clothes and then <laughs> you can't change clothes while you're going at full gallop even though when you change your clothes you just magically your outfit changes so it's like mm. they want it to be realistic as in you can't change while you're riding at full gallop. You need to be moving at a slow trot or stationary, but still you don't actually have an animation for getting changed. <laughs> Your clothes just magically become different clothes. Mm. <laughs> yeah, it's a, I also a... like speaking on that realism thing, like there's one thing in it like that would annoy me so much if it happened to me is so there's all these various things you have to do that I just consider tedious and not fun. Like you have to keep your horse clean and have to keep it well fed and all this shit or it goes slower it doesn't like you <laughs> if you don't do those things you could go to pat it and it will kick you in the head and kill you instantly <laughs> and that's it like how is that fun for the player how is that in any way like yeah it's realism but going yeah it's back to your point like at what like concessions at what point is realism going too far beyond sort of enjoyment for the player like it's a one-off funny thing if it happened once you'd have a chuckle and then realize that you hadn't saved for an hour and you're fucked like yeah. it's it's not good it's not good there's too much in that yeah. game that's keeping me away from ever playing it i feel like that would be like that would only happen because you'd have to really neglect the shit out of your horse for that to happen i think for it to get to that point like i would very i don't do mini games unless they're stupid and feeding and cleaning isn't stupid it's just <laughs> it's not so stupid enough for it. me <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah well then you know just either go out and buy or catch a new horse or um just walk, walk everywhere yeah <laughs> i think just you can um or take you stage can, coaches you, know? you can run your horse through yeah, the river funny, to get it like, clean right clearly they they decided that they wanted to do everything in like a like a very kind of specific way like we want to go for realism but there's obviously there's these pointy bits that they got to like with the horse and the you know the picking up of the items and things where it was they i reckon you can imagine they had conversations around this where it's like how far do we push this and you know these are the the areas those pointy little areas that you notice you notice that, that it's not probably necessary yeah um, but it's interesting to think about it all kind of comes back to their 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 ethos i suppose um mm. is there anything more you want to talk about in terms of um red dead regan um not hugely i i think um i'm just kind of keen to spend more time with it i'm hoping that it doesn't yeah. get boring um you know the immersion is cool i'm hoping it doesn't get a, a little bit tedious and boring and i just want to push through it um yeah. 
but yeah, generally I'm just keen to spend more time as Arthur Morgan um, and just looking forward to seeing how it all unfolds. Um, now that they're starting to drop little carrots and things into the story and your interactions with the other ba- uh, other gang members, yeah, I'm starting to get hooked by that side of it. So um, yeah, I'm just excited. Just excited for it, man. Awesome, man. The the uh, I would say the the last thing I'll add is I really like how they um, John Marsden is just treated like shit by everyone. <laughs> it's really funny. Yeah. Arthur Morgan says something like, "Oh, he's, he's dumb as a sack of rocks, as dull as rusted iron, or something like that." Yeah, he he's just constantly being given shit, isn't he? Um, yeah, it's <laughs> yeah, it's good stuff. I think it's handled quite well. Like, because you, everyone holds John in like such high regard, and now you're just kind of seeing him as a, as an every everyday dude, and it's yeah, yeah, it's quite good. I think it's I think they've done it in a clever way. Definitely, and I think we'll have to do we we might even do a dedicated Red Dead to, you know, probably not a spoiler cast because God knows how long it'll take us both to get through this game, but a Red Dead two in depth discussion, maybe like you know, forty five minutes to an hour of just solid Red Dead two chat. Um, so we might have to yeah. might have to get that sorted too. But in the meantime, I mean, that's that's Regan and I, Balthazar. You got anything you want to talk about, man, while you've been playing? No, nah, yeah. So I've been playing like, I don't know, 20 new releases since two months <laughs> ago when we last did a, like, you know, talking about lot, lots of games thing. Um, but I'm going to talk about none of them. I'm going to talk about one game, which I've been playing more lately. I've actually had for a long time and didn't get into um, yeah. until recently because I just in my mind it wasn't a real game i want to take a bit of time talking about mobile gaming um because it's not something people really talk about and it's getting even further away from a thing now that we have the switch because the switch Mm. is a portable console again now and if you actually look a lot of the games that release on it for two dollars and stuff they are mobile games (laughs) so the switch is almost just becoming the (laughs) thing so if you want to play a game on the go that's it that's all you need um but my old favorite mobile game was a game called Cytus, which was a rhythm-based um, music game, um, which was a cool idea because it was basically made by a bunch of um, composers and artists who just wanted to get their music out there, but iTunes and stuff like that is so overcrowded, they needed a, a, a you know a point of differentiation. So they made a game which showcased all their music. Um, I just thought it was a really cool idea. Um, and the game was awesome, and had a pretty cool um, concept behind it. I wouldn't say a story. The first one didn't have a story. It just had a, a concept for the world. Um, but Citus 2 came out this year, um, and it is my new favorite mobile game. It vastly improves upon the first one um, in a lot of ways. The music choices are really cool. Oh, nice. Got the, got the original going. <laughs> that is just not, um, that's not coming through very well at all. <laughs> Yeah. Um, but yeah, the the second one improves upon it in terms of the actual the actual rhythm based game. It's it's upped its game a lot there. Um, there's more tracks in it. Um, they are, uh, have actually implemented a story. There's like little little animated scenes and stuff. Um, but what I like about it is how the story isn't told directly to you. It's kind of discovered by you through. There is a story of this overall world, but in the second game you play as characters. So the first one you just play the tracks and it kind of based on the names of the chapters and kind of some of the pictures in the tracks and things like that, you're piecing together an understanding of of the state of the world. The second game you play as characters and they have uh, basically the the storytelling is done through an instant messenger client. Um, So in between track, each of the characters is a musician 
um, and they have their own genre and style of music that they play um, and, and compose and everything. And they are basically idols. It's very much like a Japanese idol culture where, you know, they have huge followings and stuff like that. And so a lot of it is done through IM, where it's their official kind of fan page tweeting out stuff or whatever and its responses and you're kind of understanding the world through that um but then you hit points where various characters become locked off or whatever because some real world event has happened that's taken them away and you have to progress the other character stories to kind of get them back um and overall it's just following the story of this composer called Aesir who disappeared ages ago he held a festival um and people can't remember if it actually took place or not um and it <laughs> sounds like a main festival everyone yeah yeah no well the reason is basically because everyone who went had their memory wiped um uh, at a certain point in the festival um and so then the investigation starts to come like okay where did he go after this is he responsible for it or you know was there some other person responsible who's also kidnapped him or whatever and then other people's street like one of the characters you play as a streamer and her stream gets hacked and everyone get loses their memories and stuff like that and so then it's like this whole hunting down Aesir to find out if he's responsible or what's going on mm. it's it's cool um i really like what they did with the characters how they have their own genre of music and the tracks are um like kind of the best immediate thing you can see is in the main menu when you select your character there's kind of the theme music for the for the menu selection and when you tap on each character before you select them it changes the style that the track is being played in to their genre so one's like a pop star one's kind of dubstep one's just electro house one's a classical composer and so it's kind of re-rendering that track in their style mm. um and it gives you like a really cool feel for for yeah just just the character um and it's it's awesome i love it and mobile games i think have reached a point where there are legitimately solid gaming experiences in them but nobody talks about them because you've got stuff like the switch like why would you play a game on your phone if you're a gamer because you can get a switch and play a real game anywhere you go kind and of I, I think mobile games being marred quite a bit by like all the shit like little mini experiences mm. that um yeah you know that are that are in there like you know and it's all just like oh great you picked three watermelon today here's 10 flim flam <laughs> coins Regan's still spend burnt on, by farmville spend them on more things and just you <laughs> more um, watermelon seeds yeah you know and and it just it's just not like you can you can kind of see that the games are just designed to to, to take your money um and i mm. think it's just kind of been burned by that and like so people just don't yeah. as, don't assume that you're going to get a good experience on a, on a mobile device, but it doesn't necessarily have to be the case, right? So that's cool. Mm. Nice. Yeah, I like Rayark's model. Upfront, you buy the game. You know, yeah. it's not a free sample. I mean, now the original one, now the second one's out, has gone free to play, where it's like, you know, first couple of chapters free and then pay to unlock more, but the first... But yeah, the second one's just buy it and you get a bunch of characters. They've added new characters since and you do buy them separately as well like little expansions but like yeah it's just a classic game payment model really mm. um yeah. yeah that's it and then i've just played a buttload of switch games like heaps of new releases and stuff um and even a playstation game but what let's move on <laughs> <laughs> right in, the, in that case then uh we'll move on to i suppose we'll move on to our feature for the the podcast uh, mm. which i'm calling by the numbers 
So I've sent you guys through a link to a Google Doc. If you want to open that up for me as soon as you can, mm -hmm. have a look in there. Cool. Looks like we just have a list of... Uh, just developers, by the looks of things. No, there's games in there as well. Oh, there is too. Yeah, Undertale's in there. Okay, good. Yeah, it's mostly developer. I I, I was going to write Toby Fox. He's the developer of Undertale, but I just wrote Undertale because no one knows, you know, <laughs> no, no one would know who it's Toby true. Fox was, so I just put Undertale instead. So... <clears throat> What I'm going to do, um, you got, you know, how familiar are you guys with studios and how many people work at studios? You guys think you have a, a decent assumption on those, or no, no? But this will be fun. Um, we yeah. both work at, at a tech company, so you can so sort of you can sort of, of see much... where this is going. Yeah, yeah, okay. We'll kick things off. So basically listeners viewers what i've done is i've sent these guys through a massive list of developers uh i'm going to read out a uh, <coughs> a sort of um a number you know a number and these guys are going to choose from this list of developers and tell me which which of these developers do they do they think would have this many people working there um so we'll do we'll do sort of a, a testing round here so the first one is 400 so out of that massive list of developers that you guys have got uh goes on two pages who do you think would <laughs> have 400 there employees page? there's a 400 employees 400 employees those ones could fit up on the first page can anyway um <laughs> 400 employees um i don't even know who half these devs are roxio you do you know 100 you should. Isn't, they're pretty um, prominent. Um, all of them, I would say. Roxio is the one that did. Is, did they do Flappy Birds or whatever? Yeah, ang Angry or? Birds. Yeah, Angry yeah, Birds. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm yep. gonna go them. I'm gonna say Roxio has yeah. about 400 people. Because that feels to me like it's a like a maybe a mid size. Oh, maybe not Roxio. That'd be. I reckon 400 is pretty. I want to give 400 to one of the bigger houses. To be really? honest. Really. Really. Yeah, um, not one of the huge ones, not like Square Enix or anything, because they got so many different departments and shit. Mm. But. Maybe, maybe something like Guerrilla Games. Okay, Regan's Crystal Regan, Dynamics. Regan's locking. Yeah. In. Do you want to lock in Guerrilla Games, Regan? Yeah, lock it in. Lock it in. And I'll go Crystal Dynamics. Lock in Guerrilla Games. Crystal Dynamics. Okay, so the four hundred employees is the late and arguably great. Telltale Games. Right. 400. 400 employees 400. they had. <laughs> you need a fair few to churn out that crap every two months. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you, you like Tales from the Borderlands? <laughs> yeah. Yep. That one game they did. That one game. Out of the 60. <laughs> All right. Um, we'll, go, we'll go a bit higher. We'll go up to 750. Who do you guys think from that list would have? That I mean, that's a pretty massive it's a amount of employees. Company. Sizable yeah. company, yeah. Um, Bungie. Balthazar locking and locking and Bungie. Uh, I will say, CD Projekt Red. CD Projekt Red. Balthazar, you are entirely correct. 
It was Bungie. Bungie. Oh, wow. Yeah. Nailed yeah. it. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, there's 700 and 750 odd people working on Destiny, I guess. Because Bungie doesn't do anything else anymore, <laughs> right? They, that's all they do. It's just Destiny. So, I suppose... I mean, they are pretty... They're, they're high-budget productions, right? They're, you can see it when you play mm. them. So, I suppose mm. they do need that many people. But I, I'm sure there weren't that many people working at Bungie when... Um, Halo, you know, Halo Reach was their last game, right? They they probably would yeah. have doubled in size since then, I would imagine. I'd say there'd be a lot in terms of like a move from like Halo into um, Destiny. There'd be a lot more kind of infrastructure people for all the kind of online elements of it. Yeah, and mm. that would be where a lot of that expansion comes from. Maybe, yeah. All right, we'll go. We'll go right down to to a smaller smaller one now. Twenty five. 25 people. Hello Games? Regan Lockin' and Hello Games? Team Meat. <laughs> so you, <laughs> yeah, you, true. you're familiar with Team Meat? I assume they did Super Meat Boy because they have meat in their name. That's the one. That's the one. Yeah. Uh, no, neither of those two, unfortunately. It's Play Dead, the guys who did Limbo and Inside. Uh, 25 oh, yeah. people. 25 people on wow, that team. that's cool. Yeah. Excellent, excellent games for the that, you know for yeah. amazing games, and you can see why it takes them blimmin four years to make a game. They've only got that many people working there. Totally, yeah. Oh, it's nice. pretty impressive. Cool. Um, we'll go for one of the massive, massive ones now. Let's try nine thousand three hundred. Jesus. <laughs> uh Fucking hell, okay. Um, I feel like that's too big for just game development. Yeah. It's, uh, well, uh, so I'm going to... I'll, I'll say it's a publisher. I'll give you a hint. It's a, it's a publisher. Yeah, I was yeah. going to lock in someone like Capcom, I think, for that. Capcom. Um, I was I was thinking, yeah, Ubisoft or Square Enix. Um, may, I'm going to say Ubisoft. Ubisoft? Yeah. Okay, well, the uh, 9,300 employees uh, worldwide. EA, yeah. Electronic Arts. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. 9,300 staff. That's, oh man. That's across <laughs> the entire company though, right? Like, yeah. yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, I suppose yeah. that's the case for all of these, but far out, 9,000 people. That's that crazy, is, eh? That's like a fucking army. Like, yeah. you, could, you, could, you could conquer a nation with that many people. EA reveals they actually do have an army, and that's that's what you know. (laughs) (laughs) That's what the battlefield's actually based on is the EA private army. Yeah, the electronic army. Electronic army. Excellent. (laughs) (laughs) All right, um, eight hundred. Eight hundred. Eight hundred. Um, I'll give you. I'll give you. I'll give you a continent hint. Europe. Uh, Rockstar North. Regan is that the one that's in? North? Yeah, that's the one. That, in that, that's, the, that's the Edinburgh studio. Yep. Yep. Cool. I don't. I don't know where Triarch are based. Uh, maybe CD Projekt. Balthazar again. Correct. It's CD Projekt Red. Oh, nice. Yeah, 800, 800 employees. Um, they have offices in Los Angeles. They have offices in uh, two in Poland, I think, maybe three now. Um, and they they also have uh, one, I think, down in London. 
So they're mm. they're actually yeah quite large that studio now. I remember you know back Witcher two days, thinking, who the hell are these guys? Like I'd never heard of them. And yeah. Now, yeah. <laughs> now now they're basically a, I mean they're a household name in terms of gaming, right? I think anyone who's into gaming would know of CD Projekt Red. Yeah, absolutely. Um, that's surprising. I oh, guess they have their. I wonder if that um, includes the GOG side of things, or if it's just the development. Um, I think it's. Yeah, no, that's a good point, actually, Regan. I to know the answer to that. I would imagine that it's just the development. But yeah, I guess it comes down to are they just intimately entwined, or does CDPR own GOG? Oh, yeah, CDPR totally. definitely owns GOG. Um, I'm just not sure if that. Mm. Yeah, if, if these stats because I got these, I pulled these stats from Wikipedia, um, so I may, maybe that does cover GOG as well. I'm not too sure. There can't be that many people working at GOG, oh, yeah. surely. Right. Um, we will do 360. 360. 360. Um, I should probably tally yeah, scores. Yeah. Balthazar is currently in the lead with uh, two points. Oh yeah, I haven't, I haven't <laughs> scored yet. Yeah. Um, uh, Rocksteady. Rocksteady, Regan locking in the Batman. <laughs> That's a good call. The Batman. If you had more than if you had more than three hundred and sixty, Arkham Knight would have released on PC. <laughs> <laughs> oh um, man, shots fired! <laughs> Sorry, Rocksteady. I'm gonna fo- just follow the numbers thing. I think I'm gonna go uh, three four three. Three four three. Three four three, three industries. All right. So how we're... many people does it take to make Halo? <laughs> a lot. <laughs> Uh, so 360 employees, Rockstar North. Oh, yeah. Right. So I, you know, I would have thought they were bigger. To be honest, I would have thought there'd be more people at Rockstar North. Yeah. Still, I mean, that's I reckon not... give half a point to Regan for that one. He had Rockst. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Okay, Regan, Regan, you get you get point five, point five oh, for that. Point. Thanks, guys. Thanks, I appreciate yeah. that. <laughs> for rocks. <laughs> For the rocks. word rocks, <laughs> brilliant rocks. Um, right, we'll go two, two, two. Team meet. Regan locking in team meet. Um, Konami since Kojima left. <laughs> two people. <laughs> two people making pro evolution soccer. <laughs> Oh, it might be uh, the Undertale, whatever that one is, but yeah. Um, um, yeah, no, I don't know. Hey, there's no. Oh, I don't. I'm going to go with some of the ones I don't know. I guess. Uh, uh, Supercell. Who, they, who are they? The Super. So Supercell there's are the Clash Clash of Clans Clash Royale developers. Okay. Yeah. Right. Sure. Super, 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 Supercell. <laughs> two. Two. Supercell, this game's right. a fucking the one. most profitable <laughs> game in the world. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, two people. Now nah, it, it's team meet. Regan, you're entirely correct on that one. So Thank you get you. Uh, your one point one point five points, Regan. Uh, Balthazar, you're on three. So we will go. Well, from two, may as well go to one. One, one person. Well, that's got to be Undertale, right? Yeah, right. It's got to just be Toby Fox. Yep, that's right. That is that is Undertale. I kind I suppose I kind of spoiled that one at the start. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did not think that through. You should have just put, not Undertale, you should have just put Toby Fox up there and yeah, then see if yeah. we get it when you say one. <laughs> right. Um, we will do, let's, we'll do the biggest one on the board. 13,742. Jesus. 
<laughs> so uh, Square Enix. Regan with Square Enix, Rise of the Tomb they Raider, must be, Final Fantasy, they must be massive. Lots of lots of projects, just cause, yeah, they yeah, have a shit kind ton of, of stuff. Lots of huge games. Yeah, I would think Square Enix as well, but just for a point of difference, I'll say Nintendo. Nintendo and Square Enix, uh, both incorrect, unfortunately. It is our old mate Ubisoft. <laughs> oh, yeah, underestimating. So that's the largest. The largest number you have? That's the largest number I have, 13,000. Mm-hmm. Yep. There's a lot of... Ubisoft lot of... seem to have offices in every city in the world. <laughs> it's just <laughs> insane. I swear, Crazy. like, every... Uh, when I was looking it up, it was like, Ubisoft Montreal, Ubisoft Paris, Ubisoft Lisbon, Ubisoft Melbourne, Ubisoft... Um, mm. Toronto, they're just all over the and oh, there was like Ubisoft, <laughs> Ubisoft uh, Levin, <laughs> Ubisoft Levin, yeah. They need, uh, yeah, they need customer service teams in every country to handle all the complaints. Yeah, wow, yeah, nice. <laughs> gotten a who bit better. Would, um, who do you think would win in a fight out of EA and Ubisoft? Not necessarily in terms of sheer military EA. or just like who, who's you know who's your pick? Like because obviously who's... Ubisoft is bigger, but yeah. like. EA would do anything to win, so like EA, literally anything. EA <laughs> They'd has... commit genocide with their electronic <laughs> army to win. So. <laughs> EA has Andrew Wilson, um, who looks like a Bond villain, that Australian guy who looks like a James That's Bond villain. True, yeah. So yeah. he he is leading the electronic army. Uh, Ubisoft mm. has Eve Eve Guillermo, who seems like one of the nicest people ever. So I can't, see, yeah. I can't. Although he could be a smiling assassin. Well, that's true. He might be one of those guys that, like, when you get him in a in a boardroom by himself, he's just an absolute like animal. But yeah, no, I think you I think you're right. EA would probably win in a yeah, fight. take it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah but bit more ruthless. Eh? They'd, I, yeah. I just feel yeah, like totally. EA would be a, would would kill without remorse. Would kill and would shoot you in the back while you were you know weren't looking, sort of thing. Mm, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and then like <laughs> have a good night's sleep that night afterwards. You know. Yeah. <laughs> All right, um, two hundred and eighty-three. I'll give you another. Uh, I'll give you another consonant hint. Asia. Asia, from software. Regan looking in the Bloodborne and Dark Souls developers. And Armored Core. Belthazar. Belthazar's putting a lot more it has to be right. <laughs> it kind of has to be from software. Um, I would have thought they had more though. Yeah, I would have thought so too. But I can't tell who else up here is Asian other than the publishers. <laughs> Do you yeah. just want to lock oh, in? I, I I I lock in from as well. From as well. Well, you are both entirely correct. It is it is from software. Two hundred eighty-three. Really? Yeah. Two hundred eighty-three people. That's impressive. It's not very large at all. Yeah, it's. Um, it's I mean, it's still reasonably large, I suppose, as compared to two. But <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. For the, but for yeah, the I, I suppose that they make, you know. Yeah, to crank out something like Bloodborne, you would you would imagine. Mm. Oh, mm. I mean, if they had. Well, when when was the last? Um, uh, you know, when, what was the gap in between FromSoft's last Dark Souls game and Bloodborne? What was that? Four years, three, four years. 
Mm. It wasn't until, like, I'm pretty sure Bloodborne came out in between Dark Souls 2 and 3. And yeah. those games only came out two years apart. So it came out, like, one year after a Souls game. Jesus. So so they obviously have multiple departments in there, the, the Dark Souls department, mm. Blood, Bloodborne department. But, fuck, that's that yeah. Japanese that productivity, man. 280 or something, to, and they've defined a genre. As, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's mm. that's damn impressive. Jesus. And now they've got uh, of course Shadows Die Twice, Sekiro coming out mm. uh, next year, I think. So Right. Um we'll we'll, we'll switch this up a little bit. I'll, I'll I'll give you guys the country or or you know, at least the continent from now on, just to make things a, a little bit easier, I suppose. I, I didn't cool. realise that everyone didn't have this sort of object knowledge of of, of developers. Um, you do seem so to have we'll a go... very, very sort of encyclopedic knowledge of developers. Like it's, I I listen to a lot of podcasts, Regan. A lot of podcasts. Yeah, yeah, nice. Um, okay, so we'll go. Let's try two hundred and seventy-five, and it is the continent of America, and I suppose be more specific, North America. It's not North a continent, America. but you know, it's the, the upper half of the continent. Um, three, four, three. Oh no, that's the Microsoft one, isn't it? Um, it is. It's the Halo team. Yeah. Uh, media molecule. Media molecule. Or are they European? Oh God. I can't. I can't. Um, I can't answer these questions, Regan. I can. I can. <laughs> I can narrow it down to a city for you. No, I think that's too much. Well, too, I don't yeah, think too, it's too too easy. Either. I'll just, I'm okay that, with making but, a fool of myself yeah. if I can't get the answer. Um, uh, you go first, Balthazar. Reark. <laughs> Treyark. Um, I'll go... Uh, IOI Interactive. Okay, so it's Insomniac. IOI. It's Insomniac. I don't even know who, what they make. Yeah. IOI is um, Hitman. That's why I'm staring away from them. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. okay, IOI is Hitman, and they're they're based in um, uh, Denmark, Copenhagen. Oh, yeah. Yeah, actually. Yeah. Yeah, so it's uh, Insomniac, Spider- Spider-Man dudes, and along with, you know, oh. other things. Yeah, they're in uh, LA, Los Angeles. Uh, Amsterdam. Two hundred and fifty. There's not many. There's not many other developers. Um, you know, Dutch developers. You guys should be able to get this one. Two hundred and fifty. Based in Amsterdam. I don't know where anyone's <laughs> uh, based. Two hundred and fifty. Where were they based? Sorry. Uh, in the Netherlands, in in Amsterdam. The Netherlands. Um, this is getting. I quite I visited now. I visited their headquarters. That's a clue. Oh, um, Guerrilla Games. That's that's them. That's Guerrilla Games. Two hundred and fifty people. Guerrilla Games. <laughs> <laughs> right. Three point. Three <laughs> point. Yeah, two hundred fifty people made made Horizon Zero Dawn. That's pretty damn impressive. That is. That's a phenomenal effort, actually. To be yeah. honest, <laughs> mm, yeah. it's crazy, eh? The, the the sheer detail in that game is is insane. Mm. Um, Two hundred fifty people, but uh, okay, we'll do we'll do a couple more. We'll do another large one. 
we will go 4,606. Ooh. Biggie. Um, 4,000. If you Maybe guys want that's me to, Square Enix. If, if you want me to narrow it down, it's Asia again. Yeah, I'm, it's got to be Capcom or Square Enix. Uh, I'm going to say Square Enix. Capcom. <laughs> nice. It is everyone's favorite. Oh, no. Konami. <laughs> <laughs> Metal Gear Survive. <laughs> 4,000 people. <laughs> Obviously, that's, that's not true, but they, most of them are probably working on Pez and Pachinko, I imagine. But uh, Yeah, oh my god. Pachinko machines. <laughs> Pachinko machines. Oh yeah, you, you would have had some run-ins with those. It. Fuck yeah. Go into one of the Pachinko halls and just like try and be in there for five minutes without getting a headache. Like, it's insanity. So loud in there. So loud. Just go into a Pachinko hall find the inevitable snake eater pachinko machine that will be there and just stand there while it goes what a thrill yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, i love that song i want to i want to hear like a midi like a really low quality midi version of snake eater yeah <laughs> um okay we'll do one more extremely popular game 700 extremely naughty popular. dog yeah, good call. It's got to be. Yeah, Naughty You're Dog. Both, both, both locking in Naughty Dog? Yeah. Extremely popular game, singular, should have been the clue. It's oh. epic games with Fortnite. Uh, right. <laughs> Seven, 700 many, people. Seven? 700. Interesting. Yeah. Cause they... It takes 700 people to recolor the same skins to release every day. <laughs> see, no, right. see, because what I'm thinking is that will include the teams that work on Unreal Engine, right? And yep. like, I think, I think it would oh, do. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's their pro- 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 proprietary engine, right? So they, um, they rent it out to people. And yeah, so there would be a massive section of that just dedicated solely to Unreal. I think so. To the tools, yeah. yeah, totally. yeah, yeah. If they do Unreal Engine, why does their game not look good on it? <laughs> like, wouldn't you think they would have the best understanding of how to optimize a game for that engine, but it runs like shit and, yeah. yeah. I, th- <laughs> I thought you were a Fortnite fan, Balthazar. <laughs> oh, like, I, I think what they did was great, but I've always hated the performance on PC. It does not run well. Mm. I think maybe they've just done it so that it's like, approachable for a lot of platforms like it can be played on switch it can be played on mobile you know that sort of thing they haven't pushed the engine as far as it can go because unreal can do like full-on like photorealistic realistic shit um yeah but but yeah. again like when they're not pushing it why does it still run like crap on every system it's on if they're not pushing the engine either i don't know like it just it lags it takes forever to load it runs really poorly has like constant micro stutters and stuff it's yeah i'm surprised i didn't i didn't i totally forgot that they did unreal engine 4 and now i fucking hate them, <laughs> I hate them for not not optimizing their own game on their own engine that's right. just made me actually like so angry be... i've always hated the performance of that game and now i hate it even more there is no justification <laughs> for it at all It'd be hilarious if they're actually running like Havoc Engine or something. They weren't even using Unreal. <laughs> <laughs> Havoc. 
Pretty sure that the, the original Spyro was in the Havoc engine. No way, really. Mm. Something like that. I, I feel like it, I feel like it. That was the case. Yeah. I feel like the Havoc engine was the was the in thing for sort of 2003 until 2006. So sort of around that time frame was Havoc was was everything was in every game. Then after yeah. that, it was just like, uh, no, <laughs> we've got we've got the Rage engine, we've got um, Decima, we've got Unreal, you know, all those sorts of things. But um, so the rest of them, I'll just I'll run through them quickly just to give you guys a brief idea. So we had Naughty Dog, two hundred and fifty-two. Uh, Hello Games, twenty. Yeah, Hello Games. Uh, they started off with twelve, and I, since I looked on their Wikipedia and um, and a few few links and things, they've gone up to twenty. Uh, I suppose they are putting out updates for that game now. So they did an underwater update the other day, the Abyss. So constant, constant content. Uh, mm. We have yeah, I saw that. Yeah, we have Supermassive, the Until Dawn developers, 150, only 150 people there, who, who made um, oh, yeah. Until Dawn and Tales of was that Man of Maiden Tales of Vesperia? <laughs> I can't remember the name of that game. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Platinum. Balthazar, two hundred and eleven at Platinum Games. Oh, yeah, not not huge. Smaller than um, no, no, no. smaller than FromSoft, two hundred eleven. Mm. Uh, three four three Halo devs, four hundred and fifty. We had Shit. too many Crystal Dynamics, too many. <laughs> too many. <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of yeah. Halo doesn't really excite me anymore. I'm kind of with you on that. Crystal Dynamics, three hundred and fifty. Pretty good. Tomb Raider, you know, that's a that's a big game. It's a very big game. Um, we had uh, d- 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 Rockstar San Diego. So I suppose they were they were the Red Dead 1. I, I think they probably did about 80% of that game. You know, this time around, Red Dead 2, obviously all the studios were in collaboration. Uh, but mm. Rockstar San Diego kicked it off with um, Red Dead Redemption 280, Rockstar San Diego. Uh, we have Treyarch. They did Black Ops 4 recently. 250 people. Tiny. That is tiny wow. for a Call of Duty. Absolutely tiny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I thought... I, and funnily enough, like, they're a small team and Treyarch are the team that make the good Call of Duty games. Yeah. Like, there's Treyarch and the Sledgehammer yeah. and Treyarch do the good ones. It's, yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. After after Infinity Ward um, dispersed and, and turned into Respawn and then mm. Respawn got bought. <laughs> yeah, there was no one left. Um, Treyarch to make the good ones. But... Uh, Playground Games, the guys who do the Forza, Forza games, and apparently mm. the Fable game, you know, speculation oh. that's coming out. Uh, two hundred, two hundred people at Playground. They're also expanding. I've seen lots of job postings from them at the moment. Playground Games, uh, based in England. Cool. Yep. You had the Angry Birds dev Roxio, five hundred people. <laughs> what five hundred people? <laughs> Yep. 500 people <laughs> what uh, I, I guess they've got well I don't know I haven't I'm not sure is, how is, to justify that is it still being updated is Angry Birds still getting updates I haven't played it for about a decade I didn't know it still existed yeah. let me have a look yeah. a decade yeah surely how many times can you fling an angry someone's bird? making those crappy shirts is that him <laughs> yeah, you still true. see people wearing angry birds shirts all the time yeah that's true and angry birds um lunch there's all sorts of angry birds paraphernalia out there mm. lunch boxes and, yeah and... that's what they do now they don't make the game they make the 
<laughs> the merchandise. So, tat. <laughs> the tat, yeah. It's a better word for it. <laughs> there's Angry Birds 2 here. On Android, it's 162 megabytes. Like, Man. What is, why Why is it so... Like, Angry come Birds on now. 2? I didn't. I don't remember. Well, how many downloads have we got on that bad boy, Regan? It looks garbage, but um, <laughs> it says Poor 100 Roxy. million... Hundred yeah, million so plus downloads. They're still doing very well for themselves, <laughs> extremely yeah. well for themselves. I I enjoyed Angry Birds back when I played it, but it held my attention for you know forty minutes. Mm. No, it's mm. kind of, oh. That's the thing. You didn't. It was a game that like shouldn't have made money. No discredit to the team, but the amount of time that it could hold your interest for was shorter than the amount of levels you got in the free trial version on phones. <laughs> so I don't get who was buying that game. Mm. Uh, we have uh, Rocksteady 164 I think that's really low for for the, mm. the wow. Batman games that really? makes sense though because they tried to pull those games off PlayStation and did not do well yeah, on other that's platforms that's true yeah did, did they so. port that in house to PC I think they did, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's that's a shame. And then in the end, I think someone else took over. I think in the end, someone else had to take over to actually get it there, um, to mm. port it. But and then it just got pulled off completely from Steam, right? Like it didn't end up actually getting on there. Probably. Like, I, th- I don't think it's available on Steam. Um, Arkham yeah, Knight. The games were good though. The games are good. I love I love the Batman games. Uh, Media Molecule. Um, the dreams and little big mm. planet developers. Sixty-four people in that team. Um, wow, I thought really? They made spore. Spore. That's impressive. Sixty-four people. Yeah, I think it. It's weird how you kind of like excited or surprised by the numbers from some, and just like appalled at the numbers from <laughs> others. Like, <laughs> yeah, hey, Angry Birds. Like, what? <laughs> What are all these people doing? <laughs> um, Sony Santa Monica, God of War, God of War devs, um, 200. Yeah, no, that's small. Awesome. Pretty damn good. Uh, Capcom, 2,811. Yeah, I don't know what these other devs are doing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Nintendo, 5,501. 5,100. And Square Enix, 4,000. 4,335 for Square Enix. Mm. So. They have a lot of IPs, so, like, I don't know. Do they have enough to justify it? Like, can you have, are they, I guess they're probably, like, teams of 300 or something, maybe. So maybe you can justify the size. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. They do have a lot of IPs, and they do need to spread themselves over quite a few, um, a few few developers, I suppose. So 4,000 is probably about right for Square Enix. But, uh, Balthazar, you took that home. With six, Regan, you're on three and a half. Sorry, can't miss out that half. So congratulations to Balthazar for the... Yeah, uh, thanks. Don't, you know, don't just credit that half a point <laughs> that I didn't even earn. Yeah, well, this month's episode of the Overcast Gamer Show at this point. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for tuning in again, everyone. Sorry about the um, technical difficulties this time. We will try and get that sorted by the next one. But in the meantime... Feel free to check us out, as per usual, overcastgamer.com. It's where all our stuff gets posted. Uh, we're also on Facebook, Overcast Gamer, Twitter, Overcast Gamer. And we do the the good old streams. Regan did a Red Dead stream the other day. She really enjoyed 
the uh, the full cowboy, you know, Kiwi cowboy garb you had going on there, Regan, with the 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 um, sun sort of boater hat as opposed to a cowboy hat. It's a very Kiwi version. I like that. I'm I'm wearing it again now, Abe. You might not be able to see it, but I've uh, I've had my my hat on the whole podcast. So, um, <laughs> it's good stuff. It is good stuff, man. Uh, especially like that sort of little tip, the little tip of the hat you just did there. Beautiful. But um, yeah, thanks for tuning in, everyone, and we will be back again in two to three weeks.